Ready? Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go. Here we go. We got to have a drive. 23 left. 23 left. Will. One, two, three. This is the Buffalo Bills postgame show. Here's Nate Geary. All right, good evening, everyone, and happy Christmas Eve to everyone listening. The Bills get a, uh, I guess, a big win. Didn't feel big. It felt way too close at times, 35-13, to 13, uh, and a big second half for Josh Allen and the Bills offense. Before we get any deeper, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Sports Radio 550 WGR Buffalo, WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls Buffalo, 98.5 FM. Always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, we should have Josh Allen from the podium here in just a few moments. Before we head to Josh, let's get it the uh, get a check of the Skyworks stats. The game Skyworks Equipment Rental Building America from the ground up. Visit SkyworksLLC.com. I had mentioned it was seemingly a frustrating, especially first half. The Bills' offense scores just six points in the first half, and then twenty nine in the second half, including fifteen on the first two drives of the second half. Josh Allen finishes his game 15 of 26, 172 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and a 71.3 quarterback rating on the ground. This is the best I've seen of this Bills running attack, really, since Josh Allen has come and been drafted by the Bills. 31 total carries for the Bills offensively, 254 yards on the ground, 8.2 yards a carry, and three total touchdowns. Devin Singletary leading the way, 12 for 106, and 8.8 yards per carry average a touchdown and a 33 yard touchdown run James Cook 11 for 99 a touchdown and a 27 yard touchdown run and Josh Allen finishes the day six for 41 and a score leading the way for the Bills receiving Gabriel Davis three for 45 in this game he also had a first half touchdown Dawson Knox finishes the game with a touchdown right at the end three catches 38 yards and a score on five targets. Stephon Diggs, a quiet day, still gets the job done. Two catches on for 26 yards on just two targets in this game. Let's look at the defensive thing side of things and sacks in this game. Ed Oliver had a sack and two forced fumbles in this game. A really good one for Shaq Loss, uh, for Ed Oliver. And Shaq Lawson also finished this game with two TFLs. A.J. Epinesa ends up with a sack as well in this game. And then an interception right at the end of the game as well. Um, to uh, to boot uh, against, of course, Nathan Peterman because we love storylines around here in Western New York. Justin Fields finishes this game 15 to 23 for 119 yards, and a lot of that came on one play late in the second half. Uh, otherwise, the Bills' pass defense really uh, turned things up in that second half. Justin Fields, who is the leads the league in terms of quarterback rushing yards, only seven for 11 in this game. The Bills' defense did a fantastic job stifling this Bears rushing offense david montgomery finishes 16 for 62 but again you know the bills gave up a bunch of chunk plays in the first play or the first drive of this game and they really really tightened up very well in the second half uh and looked like a completely different unit defensively uh they give up seven points in the first drive and six points after that first drive so a really great defensive performance from leslie frazier and sean mcdermott's defensive side of the ball and then you want to look at some team stats as well in this game. The Bills dominated in most facets of the game. They were 6 of 11 on third down, 1 of 1 on fourth down. That fourth down conversion to Dawson Knox sealed the deal for the Bills in this game. 58 plays to 59. The Bills really dominating yards per play in this game. 7.3 yards per play considering uh, you look on the other side and Chicago had just 3.5. So nearly doubling up 
the Chicago Bears in yards per play in this game. 254 rushing yards as a team for the Bills to just 80 for Chicago. The one area the Bills really were lopsided in this game. Nine penalties for 72 yards to just two for 15 for the Chicago Bears. So a um, might be a um, might be one of those days to look back and say. The Bills did some things to potentially beat themselves in this game. Nine penalties, three turnovers, but they were able to uh, to get things done when it mattered most in this game. Tighten up in the fourth quarter, play some good second half football, and uh, that's all you're uh, all you're looking for in a game like this. Again, I, it's hard for me to say. Maybe I don't love when the team wins ugly, especially against three and eleven now three and twelve football teams. But um, when you look at the scoreboard at the end of the season, when you look at the record, that's really all that matters. Um, we, unfortunately, because we are shorthanded, obviously I'm at home uh, doing post game. We've just got Zach back at our network controls. We're going to have a tough time taking phone calls today. Um, so just, just for everyone's you know mind on this, I, I've, I've got guys back at the station working pretty hard right now. Um, so we'll try to get to you if we can. Um, but I will uh, get our first response from the fans, and it's brought to you by Surf Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Surf Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. We're going to go to the tweet sheet and get one from Robert, who said, we've cleansed the demons, intercepting Nathan Peterman in the last play of the coldest away game to clinch the AFC East Championship. That does feel like a bit of a cleansing of sorts when you pick off, or maybe it's just more so poetic justice, uh, you know, picking off Nathan Peterman to, uh, to seal your third straight AFC East division title. It's got to feel pretty good. It was funny because... Towards the end of that game, Nathan Peterman's moving the football down the field, and you're thinking, oh, man, Nathan Peterman, that Nathan Peterman. But, of course, he finishes the game with an interception, which, um, you know, feels right. It <laughs> feels, feels very, very right. And seeing a lot of tweets as well, you know, the Bills winning their third consecutive AFC East title. I, uh, I, I, I had bookmarked some tweets. I was going to tweet them out after last week's victory over the Miami Dolphins. But I decided to wait till this week till they had the division wrapped up. Now, obviously, everyone, myself included, my attention maybe moves directly towards next week's battle. Monday Night Football, a Cincinnati Bengals team, which, by the way, uh, had a big lead, a 22 to nothing lead over the New England Patriots. Uh, and New England uh, is four points out. There is um, about 24 seconds left in that game, 22 to 18. But the Bengals, um, Bengals got out to a 22 nothing start in this football game. Joe Burrow looked like he could not miss. He is 40 of 52 for 375, three touchdowns, but he also has two interceptions in this game as well. So just kind of doing some housekeeping around the AFC. It looks like the Patriots will end up falling in that one, though, to the Bengals, which will tee up a big showdown, essentially, for the one seed. It could potentially it – no, it will be for the one side. If the Bills lose – Next Monday night to the to the Cincinnati Bengals, they'll both be eleven and four. The Bengals will have the tiebreaker. I'm sorry, twelve and four. The Bills, they, the Bills will both be twelve and four. Maybe Cincinnati. You know what? I think Kansas City would still have less losses. That's right. So Kansas City would move into the one seed, which this would bump the Bills down from the one seed to the three seed with a loss next week to the Cincinnati Bengals. So big implications. A first week, a first round bye on or at stake next week on Monday Night Football. That should be an absolute barn burner. Really excited about that game. The Texans, they find themselves down one. It's 14-13 to 13 right now, late in the fourth quarter. If you remember, this game was postponed about an hour due to uh, weather-related power outages in Tennessee. So Tennessee in this one, uh, no Ryan Tannehill did not start this game due to the injury he sustained last week to his ankle. 
So uh, no Ryan Tannehill in this game. Derrick Henry, 21 carries, 109 yards, and a score. We're still waiting for Bills quarterback Josh Allen. We should get that to you here in just a moment. The Chiefs, as I mentioned, they get their 12th win of the season. They're a, game, they're a, a half a game behind the Bills with the head-to-head matchup uh, pointing towards the Bills. They beat the Seahawks at home 24 to 10 and the Vikings they they find keep finding ways to win in the fourth quarter it was tied 24-24 late they beat the Giants 27 to 24 on a last second field goal the um Lions playoff chances may have officially gone down the train uh, down the drain after losing on the road 37 to 23 to the Carolina Panthers, who put up over 325 yards of rushing in this football game. Sam Darnold as well. A nice game from Sam Darnold and the Panthers. Watch out for the Panthers. Two more wins. If they win out the final two weeks of the season, they will win the NFC South, which is remarkable to think about considering where they were just a few weeks ago. And the Ravens, they get a win at home over the Falcons with their third-string quarterback in at play. They win 17-9 over the Falcons and just some other news as well. The Cleveland Browns, they fall again, score just 10 points against the New Orleans Saints, who I think are also going to find themselves in the thick of the NFC South with the win uh, on the road. And man, if you're a Browns fan, you got to be feeling pretty distraught about the start for Deshaun Watson through three games. It has not been good. He finishes today 15 of 31, 135 yards in interception and no touchdowns. That is just a Browns offense that has not looked particularly Good. Um, so I will give you an update here. It looks like things are wrapping up in New England, and the New England Patriots will fall to seven and eight. The Bengals eleven and four with a twenty-two to eighteen victory. Looks like they're just kneeling things down there at the end of the game. It's tied zero-zero right now in San Francisco. We've got the Commanders and 49ers kicking off afternoon games here. We've also got a 425 matchup. Obviously, the maybe the marquee matchup of the weekend. It is Cowboys and Eagles. Cowboys hosting that one and uh, Dallas. So that's kind of your roundup of your Skywork stats of the game. A quick check of the out-of-town scoreboard as well. We'll hear from Josh Allen here in just a few moments as well. We'll also hear from head coach Sean McDermott. So we've got a lot to get to here over the next little while. But, um, you know, kind of looking back at this game as a whole and thinking about a couple of the turnovers that were in, that, that Josh Allen had in this game, you know, some of the things that you, you think about from this game – are going to be some of the turnovers. Letting a bad football team stick around, I think, just a little too long. The turnover certainly did. At one point, it was three to nothing turnover. Or I'm sorry, two to nothing turnovers. They get the uh, David Montgomery fumble, and then a few plays later, Josh Allen throws an interception. And so I, I think the Bills have some things offensively to clean up. I am still at times incredibly frustrating or frustrated with the play calls that this offense. Um, can tend to roll out, especially when they're up in football games. Can't seem to get the short passing game going. Just a lot of a lot of long developing vertical routes down the field late in football games. When you got again with the team that ran the football as well as it did today, it's hard to find complaints. But you know they just go through these lulls as a passing offense. You see Cole Beasley make an appearance early in this football game, make a nice play on second and fifteen, give themselves a third and short, a third and manageable. And then he goes to the sidelines. You don't see Cole Beasley again. We saw a little bit of Khalil Shakir today. He made a couple of grabs, including a two-point conversion uh, early in this football game. But, yeah, you know, I, I've, I've got – and then there's a couple – you know, the, the first interception where Josh Allen's targeting 
Isaiah McKenzie deep down the field just did not see the defender coming from the backside. And, you know, if you're Josh, you've got to see that. You've got to know that you can't make that play at that point of the game. And and much like the other the other play, too, Josh probably could have had a couple of interceptions in this game. He ended up with two, but he easily could have ended up with more. He has a play where he's rolling out to his right, looked like a designed rollout play. And he throws from the opposite numbers across his body to Gabriel Davis, who's kind of running a, a backside uh, corner route. And it just was a puzzling throw from Josh Allen. So some points in this game, you feel like, yeah, it's a little bit of play calling. Is Ken Dorsey doing enough to dial up the short passing game, which they should be doing with far more frequency. And then you just see Josh Allen make a couple of bonehead plays. He's trying to do too much when a team is running the football as effectively as the Bills in this game. Again, I think you look back at this game, a tale of two halves. 10-6 to six at the half, the Bills end up winning 35-13. to 13. So just a, uh, kind of, you know, you, you find things to be upset about. At the end of the day, the Bills do win. It's a positive note. This was the first time you watched this rushing offense and said, this is a playoff caliber running offense. And I'm not sure we've said, we, could, we, have, we would have been able to say that, over the past couple of seasons, even last year when Ken, when um, Brian Dable and this pass or this rushing offense kind of figured things out, they used more Reggie Gilliam, and I think it unlocked. I, I think the Bills are awfully, awfully good in twenty-one and twenty-two personnel. When they bring Bobby Hart on the field, they run the ball. I know Bobby Hart, crazy to say, but when they bring Bobby Hart on the field, when they get in twenty-one personnel, they really they they look a lot better, and that's something. I think if you're the Bills, you got to continue to lean on as you move throughout the rest of this final two-season stretch. And listen, you're, you're facing a Bengals defense next week that is very stout on the run defense. You're going to have to get some things done through the air. I have not seen any preliminary you know, weather reports for Cincinnati, but it's going to be cold. It's December. It's the Northeast. I mean, Cincinnati is not exactly the Northeast. I would say it's more like the the Mideast. I don't know which we, what you would even call that. Um but a big game next week. And I keep thinking to myself, the more and more you kind of let teams like the Bears hang around in a game like they did tonight, the more and more frustrating. I, I kind of made like a, a joking a joking tweeter in the game. I said, you know, for a really good football team, the Bills tend to F around quite a bit, and they haven't really found out quite yet. And, I'm, and, and my concern is in a game like next week, um, I, I do worry about just how good the Cincinnati Bengals are playing right now but you've got to feel good about how the bills defense really tightened things up after a slow start but two consecutive weeks where the bills defensively you know i i want to say that it, it felt like it, it, at least to me it felt like the bills were really able to do some things on the defensive side of the ball play freely i thought they did a great job i frankly i think they put together a blueprint and how you slow down Justin Fields, the runner. I thought they did good enough on the defensive side, but early in this game, it was all Montgomery. It really wasn't Justin Fields at any point, but the thing that really gave the Bills defense fits early in this game was Justin Fields getting outside the pocket, really creating some half-field reads, and I, I, I think that hurt the Bills defense early in the game, but they made credit to them. They made some adjustments. They did very well slowing down this Chicago Bears offense, and particularly the quarterback, Justin Fields, in the run game, who, again, I just think has done a lot of really good things all season as a running as a running quarterback. 1,000 yards is the only 1,000-yard running quarterback in football. The Bills held him to 11 yards on seven carries. I think going into this game, 
his over under and props on Caesar Sportsbook was like 72 and a half. I know Joe DiBiase in pregame took the under, and that was a great call. They just had the answers for when he wanted to bail the pocket. It was almost like they used some of the game plan that they used against Patrick Mahomes in this game. Press at the line of scrimmage and and have Matt Milano sort of be your quarterback spy. And at no point, you know, he was having to go through layers of this Bills defense. And I, I think that's a lot like the defense and, and the game plan we saw Leslie Frazier put together for Patrick Mahomes. Now, Patrick Mahomes is not the same type of runner that Justin Fields is. But they do, you almost have to defend them similarly because when Justin Fields is sort of at his best, he's not sitting in the pocket. He's not taking three, five, seven-step drops and waiting for long passes, long developing routes downfield to open up. He moves the pocket. He's off schedule. And when you have those guys off schedule that are making plays outside of the scope of the offense, you sort of have to look at situations and opportunities to say, we've got to come with layered pass rushes approaches. We've got to make sure that we maintain integrity um, our pass rush lanes and our pass rush integrity. And I thought the defensive line, how about Jonathan Kingsley in this game, right? I mean, I thought he played a great game. He looked better than Boogie Basham has at times this year. So I'm, I'm really, I, I've got to hand it to this Bills defense. They just did a lot in the second half. And really after that first drive to tighten things up, I give them a lot. I, give, I can give them a hard time at times for their inability to adjust at times. And luckily so far in the last couple of games, we've really seen, this Bills offense and defense be able to adjust on the fly. And maybe I want to give the defense a little bit more credit than the offense. But last week might have been a little bit of a misnomer. I, I got to tell you, I, I feel like in the second half, Mike McDaniels and that Patriots offense did themselves a disservice going away from running the football. They really had a lot of success running the football against the Bills defense. And I think if you're the Bills defense, you probably also were in, in a way letting the Miami Dolphins try to beat you on the ground, knowing that if you were going to stop that team, it wasn't going to be because, um, you know, at least anyways, it wasn't going to be because Raheem Mozart was going to beat you. I think you wanted to make sure you had things, uh, you know, locked up on the back end. The Bills did um, and ultimately got the win. The Bills, again, have found themselves in a nice little winning streak here. They get the AFC East locked up tonight, but make no mistake about it. You look next week, Monday Night Football, the Cincinnati Bengals, it's the biggest game of the season, bar none. And they finish up at home against New England. And I look at that game and say, you got obviously you got to take care of business. The Bills had to win out to win the AFC and to secure that bye week. Man, has it ever been more important, at least to me. I don't think it's ever been more important to secure the AFC East, which they did today, win the division, but most importantly, win the conference. I don't, like this year more than any. Like, I'm not sure I see a real easy path for the Bills if they can't win the conference. Um, and it gives the opportunity to maybe the Dolphins going into Kansas City and maybe pulling the upset there. I'd love to have the Dolphins here again in you know three weeks or four weeks, whenever it is during the divisional round. They, they played as well. There's no doubt about it. The Dolphins are a scary team. But give me the Dolphins over the Chiefs any day of the week. Um, you know, maybe the Ravens get a healthy Lamar Jackson back. I don't – I'm not really – Thinking I'm excited about playing any of those teams in the wild card. I mean, the wild card is going to be a gauntlet in the AFC. If, if LA can make it and Herbert and that, that Chargers offense can continue finding their way offensively, that's not a team I'm trying to face in the first round. I'm, not, I'm sure it's not the, the team that, you know, like Kansas City or, or Cincinnati want to face either. So, yeah, I think for the Bills to secure the bye week, secure the AFC championship, uh, or at least the AFC uh, conference championship, um, I think that's hugely important to where this team wants to go and the aspirations they have on winning a Super Bowl. Um, so, yeah, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of honing in on next week. And, listen, I, I think this Bengals offense is going to be a tough one 
to stop. I mean, 45 attempts today for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is playing at, let's let's face it, he's playing at an MVP caliber level. He is one of the premier offensive weapons, one of the premier quarterbacks in football. Right now, I think if you're looking at the top three quarterbacks in the NFL, I think it's Mahomes, I think it's Allen, and I think it's Burrow. And they're all in the AFC. They're all vying. You know, two of them have a Super Bowl appearance. Josh Allen does not yet. It's kind of the next thing that Josh Allison's going to have to do. But we've got head coach Sean McDermott at the podium. Uh, really proud of the guys, the coaches, uh, the staff, and the, and the way they persevered. Uh, first half wasn't pretty. You know, penalties, turnovers, field position. I think that really dictated the, the flow a lot the first half. Second half, uh, we cleaned some things up. Uh, we still left some things out there that we got we got to continue to work on and clean up. Um, but good to win. Uh, really happy for the organization. Three, three AFC East championships in a row, and uh, that's hard to do. It's hard to get one, let alone three in a row. So I'm just very grateful for the effort and, uh, and our fans also that showed up today. So I want to wish everyone out there a Merry Christmas, uh, and uh, we'll get home as soon as we can here. What do, you, what, do you think the, what do you think the key was, Coach, to kind of that third quarter spurt? You come out of the locker room and it's two quick drives. I mean, I know you got the turnovers and help there, but... What kind of keyed that spurt there? Yeah, better complementary football. And it, and it really all started by the offense coming out and getting, getting into a rhythm, um, you know, executing at a higher level than we were in the first half. And then, and, then, and then that takeaway, like you said, I think it was Dane Jackson got the takeaway, and maybe Tim recovered. Uh, yeah, so uh, good to see that. Hey, Sean, three straight division titles now. Um, here, very happy locker room, obviously, after the game. You know, when you started this run, when you guys got here, you were kind of hunting the teams ahead of you. Now, the team's being hunted coming into seasons. Is it a little different feeling when you're able to to wrap up a title like that? Yeah, I mean, you, it's a different feel every time you go on the field because you know, um, you know, like you said, that everyone's everyone's momentum is is coming at us, you know, that way, and um, as opposed to you know trying to climb like we were early on, and <clears throat> you know we. We won some of those, and then we lost some close ones, and so I know what that that feeling's like. And um, you know, but you got to keep that feeling a little bit too from a hung, humble and hungry approach, right? And even though you're you're the one that um, you know we're in a different position now, but still you got to stay, you know, playing with that chip on your shoulder, coach with that chip on your shoulder, and, and uh, really putting the work in. Justin Fields is so elusive, especially as a runner. Um, can you talk a little bit maybe about? defensive job you guys were able to do and slowing him down and not letting him break off yeah. the plays. No, it was a great great discipline, <clears throat> great display of discipline, football. I thought we tackled better today than, than we had, uh, than we did last week and just fundamentally played better football. Um, you know, and getting the takeaway was big like like we talked about a few minutes ago and um, but it takes discipline to play to play good football and particularly good defensive football. Just the way they were able to stem the tide also, I mean three turnovers personally at they only allowed three points off of the three turnovers. Yeah. Just stemming the tide, killing the momentum that they might have had. Yeah. Um, you know, the sudden change uh, defense was was big. was big. And I think we, um, one of them was a fourth down. We got off, and then we went back right back out there. So uh, we got to do a better job with the, with the football and uh, on the offensive side of the ball. And I thought uh, some areas, special teams-wise, coverage-wise, um, you know, they were, I think at halftime it was maybe they are they were close to the 40 in terms of starting field position, and we were where we were. So it just it's hard to win when you're turning the ball over 
um, or you're starting field position and it's so uneven like that, and then you're beating yourselves with penalties. So um, we got to get that cleaned up. Motor and Cook, I mean, they not only got to the second level, they really stretched out some runs for you in the open field. Yeah. Yeah, credit to the offensive line and, and Motor and, and James. They did, did a great job. I know James had the long one there, made a great, uh, great end zone. And, uh, you know, that, that uh, you know, one-two punch with the run game combined with the pass game, and it's just, it's just better complementary that way. You discussed the production of the offensive line a bit more. You know, without Mitch Morris, his baits go in and out of the game, but it seemed like they created plenty of massive holes for the running game. Yeah. Um, like you said, uh, I don't know what else more I can say. You said it well. And you want it over here? Uh, yeah, everything starts up front. <clears throat> you know, really on both sides of the ball. If you want to play good, good football, it's got to start up front. You got to you got to control the line of scrimmage with great with great pad level and great fundamentals and. And coming off the ball, and, and uh, we were able to do that at times, and uh, that was good to see. What was the thought process at the end of the first half? You had a couple of timeouts left, 40 seconds. It seemed like they were going to face third and long a little bit, yeah. and you guys you decided to. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, initially it was hey, if we can get a, a negative play early, we'll take the timeout, which we did, and then um, you know, obviously they, we forced them to to run the ball after that, and. And I just felt like, hey, let's get in the locker room and regroup a little bit here. And didn't know really how much we'd have left on on the bone there with with the punt. And just felt like overall we were getting the ball after half. And and uh, you know, felt like it was just better just going and regroup. I know the wind kind of messed up the kicking game a little bit today. It was pretty crazy out there. But just the job that Sam did in flipping the field a couple yeah. of times, hanging some up there despite adverse conditions. Yeah. Um, yeah. The kicking game. You know, I thought they got the better part of it early in the in the game there in the first half, and then in the second half, you know, our guys really were able to reset and came up with some big plays for us, uh, which is all part of the ebb and flow of a game. So that the mental toughness those guys showed um, and working together and Coach Smiley was was good to, was good to see that they're right there and good for us too. From your perspective, what do you think led to some struggles from Tyler Bass today? Oh, I mean, he, he has characteristics, so I'm not going to put too much in it. Um, those are tough conditions. If you guys, you guys were down the field. You, you, it was, uh, the kicking game was going was to be challenged today, and it was. And uh, but I thought back, and it's easy. To, it's easy, easier to start well, and and uh, but to start not so good and come back, show the mental toughness and strength to do that. I think is really, uh, really impressive. Sean, how does this win reflect the resiliency of the team and everything that you guys have been through this year with leaving yeah. early, having to stay places longer, having to the game places? Mm-hmm. It's just been an up and down season for that. So how does this reflect the resiliency that you guys have had all season? Yeah, just uh, I think it's uh, it personifies that resilience, uh, that resilience, that resiliency. <clears throat> and now we got to stay here um, tonight. Um, so our, the airport's closed in Buffalo from uh, you know, come back in the locker room. First, first word is, "Hey, we're staying the night." And uh, I thought they were. I was hoping they were. were praying they were kidding. Um, no offense to Chicago. Love Chicago. What a great, what a great town. But um, it's hard to be away from from your family when you work so hard and and you'll have so many so much time to be around them. Um, but as I told the guys after the game, 
if I'm not with my family and they're not with theirs, there's no other family I'd rather be with than them. And uh, so I, it's a great time for us as an organization too, Maddie included, Chris included here, that get to hang out a little bit and, and everyone here that's from the Bills, right? I know everyone's it's a little bittersweet, right? But uh, we'll make the most of it and get back as soon as we can. So someone's looking out for us and trying to keep us safe. Let's take one more question here, then we'll go to Zoom. Let's go to Zoom. Grace, we're ready for Zoom. All right. Hi, Coach. Um, Luke, you have the first question. Okay. Coach, congratulations. It's great to Championships, man. We up here. Thanks, Mookie. Good to see you. I hope you guys are uh, all safe uh, back home there. Can you call it this, but the worst blizzard since 77? That was a pretty nasty blizzard, but yeah. I'll say far more than uh, listening to yeah, you said it. Uh, it's a word that's being used a lot with these guys, and you know they've overcome a lot, um, including today in the in the conditions out here. That's a that can be a very neutralizing uh, weather situation, right? And it was through the better part of maybe two and a half quarters. Um, so it really wasn't setting up well for us, uh, but the guys found a way, and the coaches did the same through great communication and execution. Now, you know, I always talk about how you, how you, how you got to run the ball in December. I mean, what did they offense had up front, Singletary, and Cook? Can I talk about your approach? Yeah, that was good to see. Uh, it really was, you know, um, uh, to be able to have a two-dimensional approach, especially in, in this in December, like you said, and, and with the weather the way it was, that was, uh, that was much needed, and the offensive line came out. I thought really did a great job playing with pad level and executing. Yeah, that was, I got great uh, intel from, from up top that it was going to be close. I felt like it was uh, you know, a, a pivotal play in the game, potentially, obviously, with the conversion or, or lack thereof on fourth down, and Mark Lubick and Dennis Locke do a great job for me up in the booth, and, and they thought it was was, uh, was worth the challenge there. Once again, Coach, congratulations. Merry Christmas and safe travels. Thanks, guys. You too. Hey, Sean. Uh, oh, you look comfortable, huh? Yeah, good. A little bit of a, uh, a little. I cannot see the end of my drive. I mean, it is. I've never seen anything like this in Western New York, to be honest with you. It's, it's snow? It's snowing like cross? Yeah, it's like lightning, you know, winds, and I guess like two thirds of the cities are emergency vehicles that are stranded right now. It's like a bad situation here, so. We'll be thinking of you guys, man, praying for everyone out there. Um, but go ahead, yeah, Adam. Thank you. Uh, I just. John, you guys did on the field today. I think it was, what, 11 yards on like seven carries? Yeah, I thought it was a good plan by Leslie and the defensive staff, um, and the players executed. You know, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta be disciplined against a quarterback like that, a running game like that. Um, and then, you know, they came out. Give them credit; they came out, um, you know, with some of the, you know, kind of misdirection type plays, the, the bootlegs early, and trying to get uh, Justin on the on the perimeter of the defense and. I thought just as important was and impressive, really, Adam, was how, how the defense adjusted through the game, right? After that first series or two, really adjusted in game, which is important and, and necessary. So 
yeah, you got to be disciplined. You got to have good gap integrity, and really, there's the way we practice. You got to you know do your one eleventh because the ball could be anywhere. It could be in the quarterback's hands or or the running back's hands. So um, it was a good job by those guys. And your last for me, real quick. I know you touched on the division title, but obviously the goals for this team and this organization are, are much greater at this point. But do you allow yourself at all to kind of reflect on what that accomplished and it's pretty straight now? Yeah, I think tonight, you know, um, like I said, I'd rather be with my family like we all would. Um, but be able to take a breath and, and, like you said, reflect a little bit on what it's taken to get here. And um, Listen, it's more than one person, right? I mean, it's all the, all the people back home who aren't with us. Um, we're thinking of them and so appreciative of what they bring to our organization and so grateful. Um, it's, you know, it's not just the football side. It's the... It's uh, all parts of, of our organization, right, working together as one. So Merry Christmas to those guys as well. Hi, Chad. Thanks so much. I hope you guys get home. Yeah, thank you. Hey, Sean, glad to see everybody got to Chicago State. Obviously, now you got to try and figure out when you're getting back, how you're getting back. I know you mentioned that you guys need to spend the nights. Is there still uncertainty of plans to get back? Like, do you guys know when you can come back? Or at this point, is it just way you didn't see? Just kind of like everybody else here in Buffalo. Yeah, we're going to keep looking into it. Um, right now, we we have a scheduled flight for tomorrow morning, trying to fly into Rochester. Um, some of the Bills staff is looking at me like um, they're all trying to. That's news to them, right? So, um, apologize for that, guys. Uh, just we're working on it here. So, um, yeah, obviously a unique situation. Safety first. Um, you only get one chance at this, right? So we want to make sure we're doing the right thing and. Uh, I know our ops team, led by Brendan Rowe, um, and Brandon's been involved in it, Ron Rakuya. Um, like I said, I came into the locker room, and um, I was talking to Chris Clark on the way in, our director of security, and uh, I said, hey, um, great to get a win. And I said, do you think we can get home? And he said, he first broke the news to me, and, and uh, you know, I thought I was kidding after not that I didn't think it was possible, but I was hoping he was kidding, and then quickly turned around and saw Brandon, and Brandon said the same thing. So we... Walked back to my locker room and tried tried to hash out the schedule for the players over the next couple of weeks, or excuse me, of the next couple of days, and the schedule for the coaches, trying to give them time with their families as well here. So, yeah. Understanding, I guess, the frustration of not being able to make it home, given what day it is and what day tomorrow is, and where your families are. Any added satisfaction? With all of the obstacles this team has had to overcome this year, with the game that got moved to Detroit, with this, just knowing that you. Yeah, no doubt. It's, it's a great feeling. Um, you know, very grateful. Um, the, the, the reality of our situation is you don't get that time back with your kids, right? Christmas morning, um, when you got little kids, or kids at all, or family at all, right? So, um, but. There's got there's a silver lining in this somewhere and, and we'll find it. Absolutely. Safe travels back. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, thanks. Those are other questions. Thanks. thanks. All right, thanks guys. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Sean. Merry Christmas. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas. Josh. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, that is Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, in his coach's podium. is brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at northtownauto.com. Before we take a timeout, we're going to hang around. We're going to stick around so that we can get Josh Allen, I believe, unless uh, unless Zach Jones back at our network controls tells me to go. We are going to go to Josh Allen Live, and it's brought to you by Buffalo Labor's Local 210. Come out of the locker room, and it's bang, bang. I, mean, I know you got a turnover to help you from the defense, but what kind of triggered that sudden spurt of uh, offensive football that's stuck in the end zone? Yeah, just, just executing, getting to stuff that we know. Um, uh, Found a way to get it done. You know, they're not all pretty, and we can say that we, you know, didn't play great. But at the end of the day, we had over 400 yards of offense. I thought our run game did well. Um, you know, Devin was over 100. Jimbo was right there. Um, defense played played pretty well. Given the conditions that we played into, there's no excuse. Um, but typically, when you get wind and, and the gust, that's probably the hardest part to to play in is the gust because you don't know when it's going to flare up. You don't know uh, what direction really it's going to go. Uh, but I thought our guys. Um, did a good job of catching the ball. Um, obviously, I want to get you know 14 more involved. You know that's uh, something I got to continue to do, and um, you know I'm just trying to make the smart play and throw it to the open guy, but not too many times that he's not open. So again, just finding ways to get him the ball, get him more involved in our offense uh, because he's he's the best receiver in the game. Three straight division titles now. <clears throat> I know you'll say that all things are kind of created equal, but is this one a little, little bit extra just because it's part of the bucket list that you guys want to check off? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's the next progression in our in our goal. Um, obviously, playoffs, division title. Um, you know, we know what the next one is. So, uh, got a couple more games to to put our best foot forward and, and just try to go execute to the best of our ability. How did things go up front with Bates? You know, snapping to you. I know Van Roden had to step in for a little bit, but just how the functionality of everything went up there. Yeah, he batted his tail off to get back out there. I appreciate him for sticking through it and um, playing a little hurt. It's not not easy to do, and you know, going GVR kicking over to the center and uh, getting Ike back in involved, and it was good to see him back out there, given the road that he's been having. So um, proud of him for all the work that he's put in to to be out there with us, um, you know, and be able to give us a, another piece. And uh, love that guy. He works his he works his his tail off. He really does. So I'm proud of him for doing that. But obviously Bates getting back in there, and um, I thought our our line did an exceptional job today. What was the toughest part about trying to throw today? Was it just the cold or was it the wind? Yeah, it's not so much the cold uh, as it was the wind. Like I said, it just gusts. You don't know really where it's coming from. Sometimes the flags are blowing one way. The next, they're, they're blowing the opposite way. So, um, again, just trying to find actually some of the, the shorter completions and being able to drive it, obviously, down down the field deep. You're not going to have much success. Um, again, just kind of judging where the ball's going to land and, and where it's going. So, uh, just got to be better again, um, decision-wise. Obviously, that first interception wasn't wasn't great decision. Um, and the second one, the wind just kind of was right in the face, and I didn't get the nose of the ball down. It just kind of sailed sailed on our back there. So um, I can live with the second one. The first one, just a bad decision. I gotta I gotta find a way to, you know, get it to our check down there and, and move on and live to fight another day. You turn your back. You, know, you turn your back when you hand it off, but. When you turn around and you still see one of your guys still running, just the way those guys were able to finish runs today. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. They they ran it so hard, and again, we've been, um, you know, hoping for a performance like that for a while, and to get our O line going like that and opening holes, and they were they were super excited and happy about that. Obviously, like rush yards are, are stats for them too. 
and they take that to heart. So I thought our guys ran the ball extremely hard, um, got first downs when they needed to. I thought they were good out of the backfield in the in the pass game as well. Um, you know, I think that third and eight uh, that Naeem had with a little spin move, that was one of the biggest plays of the game, in my opinion, allowed us to, to get a first down there. We scored on that possession. So, um, you know, proud of our, how our guys played today. James Cook have progressed uh, since training camp up until this point. Yeah, he's progressed a lot. He's learned a lot. Obviously, uh, the speed of the game, you know, it seems like it's coming more natural for him now. He's understanding, you know, our concepts, uh, what we're asking for him, um, and to have a, you know, a little bit of a change of pace back uh, that can hit a hole and, and, and really go, it's exciting. Um, and again, he's he's just kind of quiet. He puts his head down. He works. He doesn't complain much. Um, you know, he's just happy to be making plays for us. Zoom, Chris. Yeah, that's uh, that's the nature nature of the business that we play in, especially up in Buffalo and um, playing some of these you know northeastern teams. Um, you know you're gonna have to deal with weather in, in late November, December, and January. So um, it is what it is at this point. And obviously, we we wish we could be getting home tonight. Obviously, with Christmas tomorrow, um, but gonna try to you know spend as much quality time with the guys uh, as we can and, and try to take our minds off that. I guess so. Um, we'll find ways to adjust and, and overcome that. I definitely think so, and again, it's just it's ways of adversity that you have to have to overcome, and um, it's a chance to to get better and learn from it. Um, if everything's peachy and, and roses, so to have some adversity hit, and again, earlier in the season, um, you know, we're finding ways to win. It's a microcosm of our season, all the weather. Uh, travel, all that stuff. So uh, things don't go your way. You gotta just move on and, and focus on the next uh, thing that you can control. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, like at the end of the day, right, we, we want to utilize all of our weapons. Um, and, you know, when you throw it, we think we threw it 25 or 26 times, um, only completed 16 balls, so obviously we want to complete more. But you divvy that up between four or five guys. Uh, you know, I think Gabe had three catches, Dawson had two or three, uh, Diggs had two, Motor had two. Like, spreading the ball around is obviously when, when, we're, at, when we're at our best, when we're at our best, but... Um, you know, as many times I can target 14 and get him the ball, get him running, get him going, because he's such a special talent. We want the ball in his hands. Uh, it's no secret, you know, the type of player and person that he is. So, again, whether it's moving him around, um, you know, the last thing I want to do is force feed someone when it's not there. You know, I want to continue to try to find, you know, the right right guy to throw it to. Um, but being more detailed and, you know, scheming him up, whether it's at one, two, or three, uh, motioning him, getting off coverage. There's so many different ways that you can do that, and actually I'll talk with Doris and, and figure out how, how we can best do that moving forward. Um, but at this time, I'm not, I'm not panicking or freaking out about it. 
you know, he's uh, he's had such a great year this year, and he's helped us get to this point right now. We wouldn't be where we're at without him. Um, and I know sometimes games like this can be frustrating um, because he is so good and he wants the ball. And as a quarterback, I want to get him the ball. So um, again, we'll we'll learn from it. We'll move on from it, and uh, you know, go from there. Thank you, Adam. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Mook. Appreciate you. Uh, I mean, to, to be mentioned in the, in the same breath as him, that's um, that's pretty cool. Um, at the end of the day, though, like that's the least of you know what I want to do. You know, I gotta continue to, to find ways to, to be better for this team. And um, there's a couple times I didn't do that tonight. There's a few throws I wish I had back. So again, just learning, growing, uh, trying to be the best quarterback football player I can be for the Bills. It helped a lot. I mean, a lot of pressure. Um, you know, skipping a lot of third downs. Um, and yeah, when you can hand the ball off and you know tote the thing for 40, 50 yards and score touchdowns, that you know that makes everybody happy. I'm, I'm proud of our guys, our running backs, for running the way they did. Uh, it, was, it was good to see them get some some results like that. They've been working their tails off all all season long. Um, yeah, good to get good to get those guys going. Thank you, guys. All right, that is Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Once again, uh, Josh Allen's brought to you by Buffalo Labor's Local 210. Before we take a timeout, we got a bunch of breaks to rifle through here in the next couple of minutes. Uh, before we do all of that, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Sports Radio 550 WTR Buffalo. WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls, Buffalo. 98.5 FM. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Right, let's take a timeout, and uh, on the other side, we'll get you uh, your electric play of the game. We've got, uh, you know, I am the quarterback coming up, our player of the game as well, so we got a lot to get to here over the next little while. This is the Buffalo Bills postgame show, and this is the Buffalo Bills radio network. Snap to Josh, under center, fakes a handoff, back to throw, fires to the end zone, man wide open, caught, touchdown, Gabe Davis, touchdown, Buffalo. They can tie it up with the extra point. All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Bills postgame show here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. Let's get a quick eye on the quarterback, and it's brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. Josh Allen, this game, 15 to 26, 172 yards, a 6.6 yards per attempt average. Two touchdowns, two interceptions. He was sacked once and had a 71.3 quarterback rating. He also added six carries, 41 yards, and a score on the ground, putting his total touchdowns in this game two three timeout other side we got a bunch of breaks to get to we'll get you the electric pl play of the game on the other side as well so we've got all that and more coming up we'll get you an update as well and a quick check of the out-of-town school board this is buffalo bills football it wasn't pretty but it's a win in the end for the buffalo bills clinching their third straight title with the afc east thanks to their 35 to 13 win over the chicago bears moving them to 12 and 3 on the season it was the run game that helped propel the team to victory in this one. Devin Singletary and James Cook shined in this one. Singletary leading the way with 106 yards rushing. Cook added 99 yards on the ground on his own. Both backs also getting a touchdown in this game. 
Josh Allen wasn't on his A game today, but wound up with a pair of scores and a rushing touchdown. Allen, 15 of 26 for 172 yards, two touchdowns, but also threw two interceptions. Gabe Davis paced the Bills wideouts today. He had three catches, 45 yards, and Buffalo's first score on the day. The defense kept rookie Justin Fields in check in this game throughout. Fields, 15 of 23, 119 yards, and the game's first touchdown, but also only contributed 11 yards rushing on seven carries. What's next for the Bills is a date with the Cincinnati Bengals on a Monday night. That game's set for January 2nd. You'd be able to hear that all here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. This update brought to you by Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. I'm Derek Kramer for the Buffalo Bills radio network. Snap to Josh, gives it to Cook. Sails over the right side, has first down yardage and more. Inside the 10, inside the 5, touchdown Buffalo. The rookie James Cook, touchdown Bill. That is your electric play of the game, and it's brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Check out Town BMW's line of EVs. Welcome back to the Buffalo Bills postgame show. Nate Geary here live from my basement because, you know, we're in the middle of an Armageddon-like blizzard. Uh, before we get you Dawson Knox, who just uh, spoke live in the locker room, let's get a quick check of the out-of-town scoreboard. Just a couple of games currently in action, the Commanders and 49ers. That one's in San Francisco. San Fran has a 7-0 lead. A familiar face, a familiar name with the only touchdown in that game. One carry, 71 yards, and a score. Ray Ray McLeod for the Niners. And uh, Cowboys-Eagles, about 11.30 in the second quarter in that one. Cowboys have a 14-10 lead. Dak Prescott has a pick six in this game, but he's 11 for 12, 110 yards and a score uh some games from earlier as well the saints top the browns on the road 17 to 10 another woeful performance for browns quarterback deshaun watson 15 to 31 135 yards and an interception in that game the chiefs they moved to 12 and 3 24 to 10 over the seattle seahawks who are waning at this point at 1.7 and 4 they're now 7 and 8 on the season the vikings stop me if you heard heard this one before a last second win to beat the Giants, they moved to 12 and three and secure that NFC North division title. 27 to 24, that one on the road. The Bengals, they win. They get out to a 22 to nothing uh, lead on the New England Patriots. They end up winning and holding on 22 to 18. The Panthers keep their NFC South divisional hopes alive. They win 37 to 23 over the upstart Lions, who had won seven straight coming into this one. I'm sorry, six straight. They lose. 37 to 23 and the Ravens they keep their NFC North uh, hopes alive as well they move to 10 and 5 their 17 and 9 victory over Atlanta and the Jacksonville Jaguars are now officially in first place the the um that's the results of next week will not matter it will come down to a week 18 game between the Titans and Jacksonville Jaguars for the AFC South what an exciting way for uh that division to go considering it's not very exciting whatsoever let's head to the locker room to hear from bill's tight end dawson knox is brought to you by buffalo laborers local 210 to tell you the first play of the game it definitely felt like concrete on the outside the numbers at least but um thankfully throughout the game you kind of get used to it ground softens up a little bit yeah just laying a little hit pointer nothing major AFC east champs again i mean I, I know you've been doing it now for a few years but but what does it still mean um, you know, that's just the next step in where we wanted to be. Um, you know, have home playoff games, win the division, um, and now we're just on to the next step. So 
um, that's the standard we want to create for this franchise. So um, thankfully, it's nothing new to us, and we want to just keep building on what we got right now. I know you're a part-time blocker, but what was it that kind of opened up this run game today? Um, just running back front and hard, man. They play their hearts out online, did their job the front too. Um, so just execution all around the board. Um, and especially when you got receivers like we got, the defense has to respect them too. So we got some two high looks with safeties deep. Um, gave us a good chance to run the ball some. Did you guys need a game? Bills tight end Dawson Knox for taking a timeout. We'll get some more locker room sound as well on the other side. This is Buffalo Bills football. That's three straight division titles for the Buffalo Bills thanks to their 35-13 win over the Chicago Bears this afternoon, moving Buffalo to 12-3 on the season. It may not have been pretty, but the Bills pulled away in the second half to ensure their AFC's crown and keeping pace with the one seed in the AFC playoff picture. It was the running game that helped get the Bills the win in this one, both Devin Singletary and James Cook dominating on the ground. Singletary led the way, 106 yards rushing this afternoon, while Cook tabbed up 99 yards of his own both running backs getting a touchdown in this game as well josh allen not on his a game today but he ended up with a pair of scores as well as a rushing touchdown of his own allen finishing 15 of 26 172 yards passing he did have the two scores through the air but also through two interceptions on the day gabriel davis pacing the bills wideouts today three catches 45 yards and that one touchdown the first one of buffalo's on the day the defense kept rookie Justin Fields in check throughout the day. Fields, 15 of 23, 119 yards through the air. He did have the game's first touchdown, but only was able to contribute 11 yards rushing on the day. What's next for the Bills? It's a date with the Cincinnati Bengals on a Monday night. As that game is set for January 2nd, you can hear that game right here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. This update is brought to you by the UPS stores of Western New York. Every ing for small business all in one place. I'm Derek Kramer. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Welcome back to the Buffalo Bills postgame show here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Let's get you updated quickly on the two games currently in action. The Commanders get it tied up. Jahan Dotson gets the touchdown. He's got four for 49 and a score in this game and it's 7-7 49ers commanders with just under 30 seconds left in that first half and then the Eagles retake the lead on their end they're up 17-14 now over the Dallas Cowboys in their divisional matchup we're going to hear from the two running backs almost 200 yards or I'm sorry almost 100 yards each of this game we'll first start with Bill's running back Devin Singletary and it's brought to you by Buffalo Labor's local 210. What was it like for you to guys be able to run the ball as efficiently as you were when you get it rolling like that what's it feel like? Man, it feels good, you know, um, especially this time of year, to be able to get it going the way we did. That's what we want to be. Take me through your touchdown run. Man, <clears throat> I got a ball. Uh, it was a power play. Hole opened up. I was one-on-one with the safety. All I had to do was beat the safety. The, the big guys up front blocked, blocked everybody. The receivers ran their guys off. Like I said, it was one-on-one. All I had to do was run. What was it like playing in this cold, Devin, and getting tackled and getting hit? It, it was it was fun planning it, but it was cold. I'm not gonna lie, like it wasn't cold, but it still was a good time. Anytime we can get out there, step on the field, play the game we love, is always fun. Four years in, three AFC East championships in a row. This is your third. How's that feel for you? Man, it feels good, man, because it, it's hard. It's hard in this league, and for us to do it three times like we like we've been doing it, it's big. All right, there is Devin Singletary. Let's bring you James Cook on the other side as well. Brought to you by Buffalo Labor's Local 210. 
what kind of confidence does this give the, the run game going forward now? I mean, it's been, it been there, so, you know, we just got to keep going with it. What was it like footing-wise out there? Obviously, you're ripping off big runs, but Shaq just said the field almost was like ice out there. Yeah, it was hard. It was pretty hard. Yeah. It's pretty hard. like in tackling that? I mean, it's just not yeah. fun, right? Yeah, I don't feel it. <laughs> just keep going. Just kind of walk us through, take us through your touchdown run. Now, what the play, what you saw? Um, the inside zone, my O-line opened up the, the hole. I seen the crease and I hit it, basically. Just talked about getting tackled. What about cutting on this field? How was that? Oh, it was smooth. Yeah, it was smooth. Hey, did you see the, have you seen a replay or touchdown yet, the move you put on Houston Carson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How cool is that? Yeah, it, was, it was good. You yeah, know, yeah. Got to make that man miss an open space. Yeah. There are your running backs. Another timeout on the other side will get you your difference maker of the game. We'll uh, keep you updated on the other scores of today's games as well. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Snap, he dropped it. Hits the ground, he picks it up, he's in trouble. He is spun around and sacked. Back at the 33-yard line, Ed Oliver shot through there. Justin Fields did not handle the snap, went to pick it up, and it was Ed Oliver who met him back there for the big loss. Welcome back. Buffalo Bills postgame show here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. That was your difference player of the game, Ed Oliver, and it's brought to you by Independent Health. At Independent Health, you'll find more than 1,000 Western New Yorkers who are big fans of this community and big fans of the Bills, of course. Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. We're going to go back to the locker room. we got Shaq Lawson hanging out, waiting for this, and it's brought to you by Buffalo Labor's Local 210. Certain players, you got to have a responsibility because – he can outrun you, even if you're in the same spot and everything. Like, playing against him today, I realized, oh, this boy ran like a running back, for real. Uh, was there any part of your game, or what were the challenges the weather presented in terms of you getting to do what you normally and want to do? Uh, no, I ain't, nothing that stopped my game. I think I had, like, a little solid game. Bit, the field was just ice, though. So, at first, when I came out the one, I'm like, okay, I got to see how it feel. But then when you make a tackle, it's, like, a little different because you hurting. You, not hurting, like, but the ground cold, so you hit the ground. And, I mean, that's that's the only problem I had. But then that was great. Shaq, you told us last week how special it was for you to be in the playoffs. Now you won a division championship. What's it like for you? Man, it feel great, you know. See, um, think of the quote, how your life can change in a year. Man, that's just like I'm, I'm watching these boys winning the last two years, and I was hoping I'd be over there. Now I'd be a part of it. That means a lot to me. I ain't, ain't going to lie. I'm enjoying this moment. There's uh, Bill's defensive end, Shaq Lawson, who once again, um, I, I got to say, has been really, just at points this week, or I'm sorry, this season, one of this team's best players, most consistent players. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I, I definitely did not see that coming. And, you know, good for Shaq Lawson, who, you know, obviously leaves Buffalo, gets that big contract, three years, $30 million in Miami, and, Things didn't work out in Miami. He, he finishes last year in New York with the Jets and another uh, divisional opponent. Then he gets cut. He, he joins the Bills practice squad in the playoffs. Um, and he has been arguably the Bills' third best edge player this season, right? I mean, obviously Vaughn, before the injury, was playing at a really unbelievable clip. Greg Rousseau is, I mean, he's a stud. Um, and right behind them, the Mr. Consistency, I might put down as Shaq Lawson. We're going to grab one more player sound here before we take a timeout. We're going to go back to the locker room here from Bills Safety, Jordan Poyer. It's brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local 210. Y'all on Zoom didn't want to come to the game? Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. 
defensive front today. Jordan to contain Fields. I mean, he really didn't do a whole lot of anything today. Yeah, I mean, those guys have been – they put in the work. They've been playing like that all season long, and, and the job they did today to be able to contain a guy like Justin Fields – um, I mean, it was awesome. It was a fun game to be a part of. Um, yeah, those guys up front, man, they've been doing that, that all season long. Uh, obviously, with Vaughn being hurt for the rest of the years, so a lot of guys have been have, to, have had to be able to step up and make plays. Um, I mean, Ed going crazy, Greg always going crazy. I mean, you go down the DQ, go down the whole whole front, um, all those guys are stepping up big for us in those games. You said that tackling was noticeably better today. How hard is that to fix when you're at a point in the season where you know you guys really aren't padding up in practice, and right, right. Like you want, how'd you make it so good in the week's time? Yeah, I mean, I think just continuing to emphasize it, uh, continuing to just build that mindset. We understood what it was going to be, the type of game it was going to be like. You know, weather game. You know, probably a lot of runs. Um, obviously, Justin Fields. You know, being able to contain him and just mindset going into it. You having to get eleven guys to the ball, being able to tackle. Um, being able to just take your shots because other guys are running to the ball. And uh, I thought we did a solid job tackling today. Paul, what does it mean to win the AFC East this year just with everything the team's been through and what you've been through with your injuries and just how you guys started against the AFC East this season? Yeah, uh, kind of surreal. Um, you know, uh, obviously first job's not finished. Yeah, it's awesome to to win the AFC East once again. Um, you know, we got a lot of football left to be played and want continue to continue to get better. Um, but yeah, I mean, three road games in a row, you know, Detroit twice and then going to New England. I think it was a Saturday night game, Thursday night game, Thursday night game again. Um, obviously with the weather this weekend, uh, we, we left a little early and now we got to stay out here tonight. So it just, it just shows a lot of, you know, the mental toughness that this team has, um, you know, being able to deal with adversity. Um, and, and, you know, it just shows that, you know, we got We got a lot of great leaders on this team and a lot of young guys that, that is just bought into to everything that we do here. Um, so it's, it's pretty special. But like I said, you know, we got a lot of football left and we want to continue to get better. Is there any point on the field, on the sideline, where you were like, oh, it's, it's cool, it's real cool? <laughs> yeah, as soon as I walked out of the, uh, on the field today, I felt like, oh, you know, this might be the coldest game you ever played in. But, you know, it's a, it's a mindset in the day. Equipment, job, equipment guys did a great job getting us ready to play, getting us, you know, with the right cleats and, and, and you know, the, the right equipment and whatever. Um, then it just came down to us having the right mindset going out there and understanding what we had to do and execute it. And uh, like I said, our front, it starts with our front each and every week. And those guys, they held it down up front and it makes our job on the back end a whole lot easier. Division title locked up now. You know, you look ahead, not too far, obviously, but top seed in the conference is still there for you to take. Um, how much would you like to be able to play? Huh. All your postseason games at home. That'd be that's the goal. I mean, you know, we want we want teams to come here in the playoffs um, in front of our fans. I guess not here in Buffalo in front of our fans. Um, and like you said, you know, it's we got to take one game at a time and go one and zero next week. We're gonna enjoy this one, um, especially being stuck here in Chicago tonight uh, on Christmas Eve. We're gonna enjoy this victory. Get back to our families tomorrow. Enjoy the next couple of days. Um, then we'll come back Wednesday, start preparing for Cincinnati. Um, it's a good football team that we're going to go see. And, you know, it's going to be, uh, I think it's Monday night. Yeah, Monday night game, prime time. Holy, you know, it's going to be everybody's watching. Everybody's watching. All right, we'll go to Zoom, Grace. All right, Boogie, we'll have the first question. Hey, Boogie, what's Appreciate you, Mookie. Yes, sir, appreciate you a lot.
Yeah, I mean that's that's really the game plan going in going in each week, being able to, you know, shut down the run game and force them to be one dimensional and, and force, you know, their quarterback in situations that he doesn't want to be in, you know, those third and long, second and long situations. And so, um, you know, I think we had to get a feel for what they were trying to do to us early. Um we probably expected a little bit more zone read, quarterback keep, quarterback power type runs. Um, but you know, they kept coming back to some of the same runs and we were able to to finally stop you know, after that first drive we settled down a little bit. Um and we were able to make some plays on the run game and force them into situations they didn't want to be in. Hey, yeah, it's always it's always awesome to see our offense is you know methodically driving down the field um, and, and run game open up. You know, Cook and Motor, you know, and, and Hines all with the ball in their hands are dangerous. Um, you know the the offensive line blocking extremely hard. I even saw saw a lot of receivers out there blocking extremely hard. So it's a great team win. Um, you know, like I said, a lot of a lot of work to be done still. Um, but you know, we're gonna enjoy this one. Yeah, I think it's extremely important. You know, I think in the past we've obviously seen what it's like to have to go on the road and and you know and, and win you know playoff games. And uh, but it is important for us to get that home field advantage, get the crowd at home. Um, you know, in cold weather games. You know, not a lot of people want to come to Buffalo in in late January, early February. So um, you know, we're going to take one game at a time. We got we got our eyes on Cincinnati right now. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Mookie. I'm 100% confident. I mean, he plays the hardest position on the field, and mistakes are going to happen, and it's our job when those mistakes happen as a defense to to be able to counter that. And, you know, I think he threw a pick late in the game. He probably, you know, throw he probably wants back, but we were able to hold him to a field goal, and, you know, we're not worried about, you know, he's going to he's gonna figure it out, and he's going to get, you know, he's going to come back and, and do what he did. He ran a boot for a touchdown to go up two scores, and so, um, you know, our job, we don't really necessarily worry about that, but we got to go out there and, and now counterattack, you know, what they just were able to do. Merry Christmas. Yeah, of course. I think you saw some of the runs he's had last week and the previous weeks, and um, just being able to contain him and force him to run lateral, um, you know, because he is a he's an electric runner when he's able to get downhill and one step and, and get downhill, and he's even you know he's big, he's strong, he's hard to get down. But you know, our front, you know, along with our linebackers, even guys in the secondary making big plays on him out in space. Milano um, had a hell of a play out in space on the third down, and so um, it's plays like that that you know we were able to contain them and, and hold them hold them to I don't know how many yards he had rushing, but um, you know we were able to contain him. Yeah, shit. I think he had over 100 last week, so 11 yards. That's that's pretty damn good. Thank you. All right, that is Bills safety Jordan Poyer. Uh, give you a quick check, too, just uh, for an update on what's going on uh, in the current windows of games. Second half 
underway in San Francisco, a low-scoring affair. It is 7-7. Again, Ray Ray McLeod, the touchdown for San Francisco on a 71-yard like reverse-style play. Jahan Dotson, he's got four for 49 in the score for Washington. And again, that one's at 7-7. And uh, all locked up late in the first half, about a minute and 20 left in Dallas. The Cowboys and Eagles uh, all notched up at 17 apiece. C.D. Lamb doing his thing in that first half. Eight for 103 and a score, so a big first half for him. Tonight, by the way, uh, we'll have uh, NFL football as well. The Steelers and Raiders. Not that it's very good football, but it's football nonetheless. And then uh, we've got some Sunday night action as well. Or Sunday afternoon action, I should say. And then Sunday night action. Three games all tomorrow. We've got Packers and Dolphins, which I know Bills fans will be keeping an eye on as well. Packers looking to... Uh, Keep alive their playoff hopes. A big win in Miami would do just that. Then um, oh, just to a couple stinkers uh, <clears throat> to end Sunday with Broncos, Rams, and Buccaneers and Cardinals. So not a great, uh, not a great slate of games tomorrow. Then Monday Night Football, Chargers at the Colts. So uh, yeah, pretty much all the good games finishing up today, and uh, the weekend itself not uh, not too great. We're gonna take a timeout. We're going to hear from our player of the game, Ed Oliver, who finished this game with uh, a sack and two tackles for loss. I guess they're not counting that uh, that fumble play as a sack because he's only credited, at least on the sat sheet, for one sack. We'll see if they uh, they alter that later this week. But we'll hear from uh, Ed Oliver on the other side. We'll uh, kind of wrap things up as well uh, when we come back and uh, make sure we've got everything on a bow tie here on our Christmas Eve broadcast here of Bills and Bears. Time out, other side, all that and more here on the Buffalo Bills postgame show. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. That's three straight division titles for the Buffalo Bills thanks to their 35-13 win over the Chicago Bears this afternoon, moving Buffalo to 12-3 on the season. It may not have been pretty, but the Bills pulled away in the second half to ensure their AFC's crown and keeping pace with the one seed in the AFC playoff picture. It was the running game that helped get the Bills the win in this one. Both Devin Singletary and James Cook dominating on the ground. Singletary led the way, 106 yards rushing this afternoon, while Cook tabbed up 99 yards of his own. Both running backs getting a touchdown in this game as well. Josh Allen not on his A game today, but he ended up with a pair of scores as well as a rushing touchdown of his own. Allen finishing 15 of 26, 172 yards passing. He did have the two scores through the air, but also through two interceptions on the day. Gabriel Davis pacing the Bills wideouts today. Three catches, 45 yards, and that one touchdown, the first one of Buffalo's on the day. The defense kept rookie Justin Fields in check throughout the day. Fields, 15 of 23, 119 yards through the air. He did have the game's first touchdown, but only was able to contribute 11 yards rushing on the day. What's next for the Bills? It's a date with the Cincinnati Bengals on a Monday night. As that game is set for January 2nd, you can hear that game right here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. This update is brought to you by the UPS stores of Western New York. Every ing for small business, all in one place. I'm Derek Kramer. You're listening to the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Hey, welcome back. Our final segment here on Buffalo Bills postgame. The Bills... Get their victory. They moved to 12-3 and three on the season. Crazy to think last year, what, they were 8-6 and six at this point. Um, 
crazy to think about or something along those lines, right? I don't know. I'm not a big math guy, but I know they were seven and six at one point last year. And to think about this team now at 12 and three this year with a lot of the muck that you sort of have gotten through. And today, listen, you know, the Bills end up winning 35 to 13. A lot of people reminding me that the Bills won by multiple touchdowns. And But to pretend there was no level of frustration from this offense today, um, I just don't think is, is, is reality. And it's okay. They end up winning. They they get some some late points to make this sort of look like a blowout. But by no means was this game a blowout. And uh, I wasn't coming into this game expecting the Bills to blow the Bears out. Although they were 3-11 and coming into this game, still a good football team, a pesky football team, terrible run defense. Obviously, the Bills took well advantage of that. If they weren't 32nd in every run defense category before this game, they certainly will be after this game. Um they, they did a great job short of that first drive. The Bills' defense really stifled things for the Chicago offense after they went right down the field on that first drive. It did. I was really concerned about what this game would look like um, after halftime. And that's the thing that you sort of remember about this game, at least I will, is, yeah, they did a great job. They got some garbage time points in the fourth quarter to make this look like a blowout. But really, midway and even late into the fourth quarter, it was 21-13. Um, so, you know, two late fourteen or two late touchdowns um, sealed the deal and, and, and made things um, – you know, look a little bit better than maybe they had been. But uh, this was certainly no blowout, even though the score might indicate it. And again, it's it's not a knock on them to say that they needed to blow them out to, to, to make me happy or to make anybody happy in this game. But just some frustrating things about this offense that continue to persist. Josh Allen, you know, maybe wanted to do too much with the football at times. And, you know, he talked about that second interception. I, I think I saw the same thing that he did, which was, you know, he just didn't get the nose of the football down. It was going into the wind, flew up a little bit on him. And it was picked off. It looked worse than it probably, you know, was in that moment. But the first one, the first interception, just a, a play with, with him trying to do too much. And, um, you know, in a game like that, Josh Allen doesn't have to make those plays that far down the field, especially with the wind, with double coverage. Um, so just, just some frustrating parts, but the offense figured it out. They were able to get the run game going when they really needed to. Devin Singletary, James Cook really finding their way as they get into January. And this has a lot of feels from last season to me because this is a team that suffered and and sort of canoodled their way through late October, early December, but played their best football going into late December and early January and you know they were a play away from uh from being in the AFC Championship game in back-to-back seasons. All right, I told you we'd get you at Oliver, so let's do that. Let's go to Ed Oliver. It's brought to you by Buffalo Labor's Local 210. I think they're going to want you to pick up the mic. Got to hold the mic. There you go. Sounds good. Um, Fields was priority number one. Yeah. Uh, you guys did a heck of a job kind of containing him. How hard was it to kind of be disciplined in tackling technique? Because you want to dive at him and nail him, but it looked like you guys did a good job of breaking down and not All right. Now, first things first, they took one of my sacks away. So if y'all could get that back for me, I appreciate that. But, I mean, he runs around a lot, but we caught him in the pocket a, a couple of times where he was just sitting there holding the ball, and that's what you got to do to him. You can't let him get out, collapse on the outside, and just keep him in the pocket. If you try to chase him down, he's liable to, you know what I'm saying, do anything. But if you can keep him in that pocket <clears throat> and uh, kind of contain him, you can get him down. So what, what, with that in mind, what can you say about your edge guys, you know, Rousseau? Yeah, they, I mean, they really, they especially on uh, <clears throat> on, on both of my sacks, uh, he wasn't able to get outside and get running yet. So, And even on A.J. sack, he wasn't able to get outside and get running. So, I mean, if you can catch him before he before he uh, processes it and realizes that it's breaking down, you can get him down. But, I mean, when he gets out there in the open field, I mean, there's anybody game then. What about 
picking up the offense. They have three turnovers. You guys only allow a field goal. Right. Those three turnovers. Like, what's the what's the mindset going back out there? One time you have to go right back out after a fourth down stop. I mean, just sudden change. We know they got our back, and uh, vice versa. And uh, when when adversity hits, that's that's what makes a good team good. Like some teams would have just laid over and just said, "Okay, well, they got good field position. We're just gonna go ahead and let them score." But not not this group of guys. Uh, and I mean, it's it's no question. Uh, not this group of guys. We're gonna fight for every inch. And you mentioned adversity. This team's had so much weird stuff outside of games this season. Right. Moving the game, coming here early, now staying right. here tonight. What is it like just navigating all? I mean, you would say it's difficult, but just things like that happen happening to this team has just brought us closer together. It's uh, made us spend more time together. Um, we had to lean on each other more. I mean, we went and go play in Detroit two times, and both of those games were close. So, I mean, you just just scratching and clawing just to pull out a win and winning under, I mean, any circumstance, we just pulling out wins, and that just brings everybody close together. What did you think of – you know, you're happy for Tim getting a, you know, getting in on a ball, right. you know, getting a fumble recovery. I saw you guys went all the way down to the end zone. You know, Tim do his little dance, and I was upset that when he didn't, when he first got the ball, he didn't do his dance because I feel like he got one of the best like celebration dances. But he ended up doing it. But I was just so excited for him just getting that. He also had a, I think like a big tear. I think he smashed the running back. So he he was coming alive, and you know that's just what we need out of him. So when Fields comes in here with a thousand yards rushing, right. You guys hold him to seven carries on 11 yards. What do you call that? I mean, he had a thousand yards, right? But I'm not no, like I'm not a fan, so I don't, I don't check his stats before we go play him. I watch him, and I understand that he can run the football, but I'm, I'm not worried about him having a thousand yards rushing. I'm looking at him and how he escapes and how he gets out the pocket more so than him worrying about him having a thousand yards. And I heard somebody say he's trying to some kind of record he was chasing or something like that. I'm just worried about how he escapes and how can I keep him in the pocket. All right, Grace. I mean, that's just what we need out of these running backs. I mean, they're very versatile. They're very different, but, I mean, both of them can get the job done. How personal did you take it as a defense confronted out there dominate the Well, that's where the games are won up front. So, you know, our D-line had to dominate their O-line, and our O-line had to dominate their D-line for us to get the results that we want. Kinsley? Yeah, I, I'm for sure. I know for a fact he took that game personal. Him being with the Bears, I think for ten weeks, I know for a fact. Just the look in his eyes, the way he prepared himself, I know for a fact he took this game personal. Appreciate it. Merry Christmas. All right, that is Ed Oliver. Another big game for Ed, our player of the game, our electric player of the game. That is. Uh, we're going to head out of here for the evening. We appreciate you. No local coverage after this. Uh, it's the holiday where people got snowed in. So uh, we'll be back with the overtime show locally on our uh, flagship station, WGR Sports Radio 550, next week following Monday Night Football. And um, 
Yeah, what a game that is going to be. So uh, thanks to everyone back at Network Controls. Zach Jones, you're a stud. We appreciate you. Thanks to uh, you know Corey Griswold, who came in early this morning or handled stuff early this morning. Derek Kramer, who's handling, handling stuff remotely. Um, really appreciate everyone fighting through the elements today. What a uh, what a crazy weekend, but a Merry Christmas to everyone listening. We appreciate you here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. This is Buffalo Bills Football. <laughs>